Last week on This Is Gonna Hurt, the adventurers wiped out a room full of goblins and it seems like there are even more ahead. What will the adventurers encounter and do they have what it takes? Grab your instant cold packs because this is gonna hurt. And then as you get closer and closer, you'd hear a very deep goblin-y voice say, Keep those mutts in line, I'm feeling something coming, boys! Ooh, I definitely cool. went over on my mic <laughs> on that one. This is going to be fun. And so, yeah, as you see some light flickering up ahead. Do it live and burst through the door. All right, I'm bursting through the door. I'm going to throw the mallet at the first person I see. <sighs> okay, there's a child. <laughs> hey, kid, catch! <laughs> What? Then I armed him, okay? <laughs> He's lucky enough to have a weapon. <laughs> the, kid, the kid catches him. <laughs> He's lucky enough. He's a future adventurer. And we, we have saved King Arthur. Congratulations. <laughs> Dude, I'm about to hit this guy with a mallet so hard. So only you one door. come into and you see a cavern. Now, Lorthamar said he busts into the room. He sees a room of about the same size. Now, what he would see is some rocks, some low scattered rocks. In the middle of the room, a... Uh, like a small campfire. To his right, he would see two very large um, cages, about uh, five feet by ten feet, with giant, like, wolf-like creatures inside of them. Can somebody roll me a nature check? I guess a... Is there any other thing other than nature? Nature's probably good. Oh, damn. Yeah, I'm at an eight. Eleven. I don't know what these are, but I think I can handle them. <laughs> so anybody that rolled like a ten or higher would know that this thing is called a warg. I knew it. And so got some of these like wolfish creatures. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> you, you might have been it. <laughs> and then off to the back left is a. He looks goblin-y, but he's much taller and much fatter. So there's Fun. one of those guys in the back. Cool. And roll for me a new initiative. Nat 20. 20. Eight. 17. Why'd you die? Soon, soon. Oh, well, 22 then. Yeah. But a natural 20 is the best 20. Well, I could beat it anyway. I can yeah, no, I get you. If they, if they get uh, Steve? I'm at a 12. Okay. Like, I'm at, I'm at a 20. 20. Worth more. Let me get my cards out. My cards against adventurers. Hello, Tech no? Nobody? Nobody left like that one? Well, yeah, I, 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 I was looking you. at the quote. Oh. oh, you were exactly where you need to be. I'm at D&D, which is exactly where I need to be right now. So there's probably enough tunnel that they didn't hear everything that was, you know, going on in the other rooms. And so I, I will, I'll give you a surprise round because you just kind of okay. bust in. Well, you get to choose who I hit because the first person I see. Oh. First person you see is probably the big guy in the back left. Okay. That's a uh, 15. Give me one second. Oh, so that's your surprise. And then we're going into... Do I roll with advantage on surprise or just... No, it doesn't say anything about advantage or anything. Really? Wow. No. Okay. okay. All right, so you're going to th- you're gonna go for that guy in the back left. Mm-hmm. 15. That's going to hit. Yeah. <gasps> I'm but sorry. Gonna... It's going to miss. Oh. I, was like, I was looking at the wrong card. My oh, bad. No. It's going to miss. Okay. Okay. It is... I can't move on the surprise item, can I? 
you, you can you, oh, have, you haven't you have a round. Yeah, it's you, like, you essentially have a round before any of them can do anything. Ow. Okay. Ow. Go towards the big guy. I'll take care of everyone by the wall. That's a it's a tall order. It's okay. I got this. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you don't listen to no one. It okay. is. Okay. You'll go next. All right. So Windar, I rush in, and I look at this thing right here. I go. <laughs> he starts. He starts chuckling like. <laughs> I got you now, and he uses thunderclap. Thunderclap against uh, the big guy in the back. Yes, uh, he has to roll a. He has to roll against the fourteen. Okie dokie. What kind walk. of save? Uh, it, it just says fourteen. Yeah, but it's. But he has to roll like got, There's got to be like oh, a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thunder wave or thunderclap? Thund- uh, thunder wave. Thunder wave is con. Constitution, yeah. It's thunderclap. I thought it was thunderclap. No, it is. It is thunder wave. I just clap like that. Okay. Okay, so I have to roll a 14 against Khan. Yes. Shazam! Oh my gosh, I can't roll d20s right now. We're cool with that. I know you are, but I want to hurt you. I literally haven't done any damage to you guys. Like, I killed the owl. That's all I've done today. That's enough damage and for today. Okay. And for real. How can we call this, this is going to hurt if I don't hurt you? You hurt Windar's feelings at the bar. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right, do, do damage. All right, so it's 2d8, and he gets pushed 10 feet. When he gets pushed into, if he gets pushed, he's against the wall. Does he take extra damage? If you had... And a surprise round. Where, where are you going to push him? You tell me, and I'll tell you. I'm going to push him exactly where he is, like back here. Okay. And Then roll your regular damage. Okay. So 2d8. 5. 5, so he gets 10 damage. And he's pushed whatever you want to do with it. Okay. So you're just kind of like throwing him up against the wall? Yeah. Okay. He is not going to take any extra damage. Are you going to have okay. to do a dex save for, for that? No, it's constitution. Oh, okay. Right here. Because yeah. I, I know, oh yeah, well, that's a different I know with, spell. I know, yeah, because I know with my <laughs> thunder spell, it's a similar effect, but he needs to make a. Uh, yeah. So next. Okay. I'm next. Yes, you are. Okay. So, so I'm going to attack this dude. Okay. I'm going to attack him. That's the wrong dice. I'm going to attack him. Like so. That's a uh, 17. That's gonna hit. <laughs> That's gonna hit. Goody. That is, uh, that's 13 damage. That goblin is dead. Boom. Dunzo. That makes it, what did Brimley roll again? 12, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, your turn. Cool. Brimley's gonna, um, get into the room and kind of position himself in front of the wards in, like, this spot right here. Okay. He's going to use the Thunder Wave, and it's a 15-foot cube in front of him. So he gets to hit all three of those guys. Um, okay. So Constitution saving throw, and that's a 14, please. Okay. For the Goblin, he is not going to save. Cool. For Warg number one, he is definitely going to save. Okay. For Warg number two, he is... He rolled a 15. What was it? 14. Yep, he saves. Alright, so the two wards are still going to take half damage. Okay. Um, but Goblin is going to take full. That's a four plus. Ooh, six damage to the Goblin and three to the wards. And they, uh, Goblin gets pushed back ten feet. Push him back. There's a rock there. 
difficult you, terrain. Yeah, he, he's there. All right, cool. He's up. I threw him up on the rock. Okay. Cool. The wargs take how much? Uh, three each. Three each. Okie dokie. That makes stuff. it Windar's turn. All right. <clears throat> um, he's still facing the same goblin, and he retreats inside himself a little bit. He looks up at him. He's like, no, you're done. And he opens his mouth and screams a little bit. And out comes his lightning breath. All right. And it's 11 against constitution. Mm, I have to roll. That yes. is an 11. Yes. With this friend. That's it. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Nice. I can't even, like, I can't even. <laughs> so yeah, that, it's going to hit. <laughs> so, so he, he, again, he looks at the goblin and lets out a, should I, should I do the yellow now? Because it's late. It's loud. Yeah, oh, it's loud. No, whatever, do it. He's like, <laughs> and it's only it's like poop. good volume control. It still sounded great. It's only five damage. Five damage. That's poop. To Senor over there. Okay. And as a bonus action, he looks at, um, looks at Brimley, and he goes, "Hey, you gonna do damage? Gonna do damage? Yeah, body inspiration." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listeners, I wish you could have seen the dance. It was phenomenal. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh my goodness. I'm so awesome. proud to have this die now. <laughs> oh man, that was so great. It is Lorthamar's turn. The wargs are in cages, right? Yes, they are. All right, and nobody's... I'm just out. going to go over here to this guy then. Oh, I'm going to attack right this guy. Damn. That is... This is really sad. A 15... Gonna miss. And I'm going to take my action surge, because I ain't about this right now. And that is a 21. Battle hit. Better. I'm tired of this guy. Two and a half rounds. Eight damage. Eight damage. All right. That makes it Korath's turn. Okay. So... I'm gonna walk over Brimley. <laughs> Duck! <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just gonna step over Brimley and go over to this goblin. Okay. And I am going to use. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna swing at him, but I'm gonna charge it with divine smite. Hopefully, I hit. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, is this for attack roll? Uh, yeah, it's an ED twenty roll. Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. So I'm also gonna use my bardic. Inspiration I got before that. Six. I'm going to re-roll that because I do not want that roll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, luckily I have this green chip. Okay. There you go, sir. And show me the money. going to crit. And that is... That's money. <laughs> that is a 23. Yeah, I'm thinking that's going to hit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'm using Blessed Smite, which is I roll with... 2d8 as well. Nice. I just want to make sure. Yeah, it's, uh... Yeah, 2d8. Yeah. Can't hear you. <laughs> 2d8. And it, ha it, and it also has advantage on, like, fiends and stuff, but he's not a fiend, so... No, he's not. Yeah. Or is he? Oh. Mm, he's not. Oh, and then I re-roll that. 7, 8, 12... 15. Is there any, like, glowiness that occurs when you use your... What did you call it? Divine Smite? My Divine Smite. So, pretty much hit my arms. Like, there's kind of like this... It's not, like, really flowy, like... 
like I, I sometimes think of magic like blowing through someone's arms like in a spell like kind of like in like swirly okay. patterns. This is more like jagged like cracks in rock. So it, like it like and like that travels through my hammer and then my hammer. So you see the like glowiness go down your arms into your yeah, hammer. Yeah, but it's like it's like it's not like a smooth. It's okay. not like a smooth very like moment. jagged. It's like very jagged, like rock, like rock cracking. cracking. Got it. I and like that. Just like. All right. So because I got my I got when my power you is but is there any like color to it? Blue. Blue. So when you bop him on the head, there's almost like a, oh, I don't even know how to say it. It, it's like he like his upper half like glows blue as it explodes, and he's just left as like waist down. Lol. Okay. Nice. So he dead. It is. It would be the goblins' turns, but they're both dead. <laughs> so it's Brimley's turn. So I'm gonna uh, swing it around here a little bit. Okay. Do do so I can get a clean shot at him. I want to cast a guiding bolt, which is just a flash of light that streaks towards him out of my orb. That's pretty low. I'm gonna use my green chip because nice. Yeah. That didn't make any difference. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a 15. I know it's... That's gonna miss. Yeah, it's the worst. That's upsetting. So, on every level. this fella is going to take his morning star, Ooh, and here. he's gonna swing at the elf that is next to him. He's gonna miss with a 14. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. It's Windar's turn. Alrighty, so I'm going to. I know there's two wargs over there, but Winter just doesn't like this dude. And They're locked up anyway. And he, yeah, and he, he looks at him and goes, "Why won't you go down?" And he uses dissonant whispers, which is a, uh, it's a wisdom save against fourteen. He crits. Oh, okay. So he only takes half damage. Okay. So that's. So he takes five damage. What do you say? I really, really, really want you to die right now. And he goes, No! And dies. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no fanfare, just no. <laughs> Tomin! He was, I mean, he was at the end of his life. I mean, he was, he was like panting and stuff when we he killed went. Aang. <laughs> the mini has a line on his head. A word, yeah. All right, so the room is the room is effectively clear. There's, um, you know, two wargs in cages and stuff, but room is effectively clear. Okay, uh, can we take a, 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 a perception check? Can I keep a warg? Can I attempt an animal handling on the wargs from outside the cage? No. Okay. They're not animals. Okay. Can I still try to keep one? Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you roll an animal thing with disadvantage. Twelve perception. What are you trying to do, though? Um, I want to get them to calm down enough. See if I can climb on one's back. Okay. Are they in the same cage or is it two separate cages? They're in two separate cages. All right, then I'm cool with it because I don't need two of them trying to eat me. Do you have the uh, the white one? You're trying to break them? Oh. That's pretty bad. It's a twelve. Yeah, no. Right. Sorry. <laughs> you trying to do the same thing, or? I mean... Wait, what are these? Wargs are like humanoids. 
No, no they're like orgs are like crazy wolves yeah, type like things. Wolf genetically wolf mutated type wolves. Whatever's. Woo. I feel like they don't deserve to be stuck here, even though they're like animals. You know? No, they're they're pretty nasty. Like they're like naturally evil type things. Part of me just feels bad, man. Like, end their misery. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. What, do what you guys want to do. Let's let's, let's leave them. I'll think about it. <laughs> to starve. <laughs> just think of it this way: if someone comes back down here. Do you think they're gonna let him out, or I like I don't know if they're just bad to begin with, and they're still left here. They could either starve to death, or someone will come by and be like, "Hey, look, wargs!" and open up the cage, and then they'll get mauled, and then they'll maul the village. <laughs> here's a, here's a, a quick question. Bad <laughs> bone. Uh, quick question: If I have like a cantrip, can I just cast it over and over again in front of the cage until they're dead? Like, just chuck a whole bunch of poison gas at them, just suffocate them. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's going to take a lot of time, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with that. We don't seem like we have anywhere to go. There's no other things you wanna, here. You want to just, like, auto-play that out? Yeah, we're going to auto-play poison gas. Spraying, until, until spraying, 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 yeah. spraying until they die? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. You do that. <laughs> you spend an hour or so. <laughs> no, I mean, it would only be... I mean, it would only be, like, a minute, probably. It would be, like, a couple minutes. Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'll just have to have my orb glowing, like, a sickly green, just filling the thing with gas yeah, until yeah. they die. Every six seconds, just go... <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, while Brimley was doing that, I'm going to roll a perception. Hopefully, I do more than just look at the jagged cracks in the cavern, and I do that exact thing. I just... I rolled a seven and go, wow... This is slightly more jagged cracks over here. <laughs> uh, it, I'll re-roll my perception from before because I rolled it a while ago. Okay. And I forgot what. I crouch trips looking. Windar's like, there's jagged cracks over here, and you're like, over here too, man. Rock Appreciation Club. What do you think? Anybody else want to roll me a perception check? First, I want to look at the campfire. I want to see the surroundings. Those are cages. The middle's a campfire, I'm guessing. And then what's that block between the rocks over there? Is that that meaningful? I don't know who put that there. Okay. It wasn't me. All right. Wow. In the cup. Falling. Oh. oh, it's wet. It's wet. Keep going. All right, I'm going to roll for seven check then. Okay. That's a 16. So you, as you maybe are kind of like walking around the room and you have these like elf instincts, you, you see this crack, vertical crack, and kind of like where Brimley is standing pretty much, that goes about six feet high. Korath, come hit this wall. <laughs> I run at the wall. <laughs> Roll an attack against stone. But I'm running at the wall. I know. Shoulder first. Do it, man. Shoulder. Oh, no. Are you trying to ram the wall? Yeah. Do Just it. Just hit it with the hammer. Do it. It's a 13. <laughs> I hit it. You hit the wall. How far away are you? Okay, I'm, I, I'm like running oh with my, my hammer kind of out, like, and my shoulder. So like maybe I'm hammer. hitting with my, sh my hammer. Okay, well. I'm gonna... The wall really knows what your hammer feels like. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes... <laughs> um, you don't break it, but you don't get hurt. Okay. Can I do it again? But as you hit like it, person? the crack, you see, like, dust kind of, like... <sighs> And you see kind of like almost like a like a little outline of a doorway in the in the stone now. You just like hit it enough to like knock the dust loose. 
Huh. Uh, can Brimley do an investigate on the door to see if there's a way to open it without sure. trying to break it down? That's a 10. Um. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. Yeah. This is a, sorry, this is a door? There's an outline it of a door that like we can one. sort of Speak, see. friend, and enter. <laughs> can can window roll an investigation as well, or does his perception count as him like trying to find details? Either one. Okay, so I'm going to do... Window's going to try and investigate this time. Pulls out a piece of glass that he, you know, looks strangely like a magnifying glass and rolls around like he's doing a Scooby-Doo mystery. Nat 20, hello. So as you're kind of like touching stuff... As you put your fingers on the door, it actually pushes in. Woo! And then once it reaches a certain depth into the wall, it slides straight down. Hey, look what I found! And there's a hallway (laughs) in front of you. You go that way. Okay. There's more jacks over Uh, here. Before we go, Mm -hmm. do we have time to loot anything? Is there anything lootable on the bodies that we just killed? Yeah, there is. I would like to loot the things. You find an average... Of four silver pieces on each goblin. Cool. There were three goblins in this room. So it's twelve silver pieces. You also so find each three silver pieces. Two shoestrings Ooh. on each goblin. Wanna I wanna grab those. Just okay. Well we all got three silver pieces cool. from that math. Cool. So into the hallway we go. Yeah. Okay. So as you are <laughs> As you are, okay, you're, you start walking down the hallway. It's maybe hmm, 30-ish feet I want to be, long. like, actively looking for, like, traps and such as we're walking. Okay. You find no traps. Okay. They're much nicer here. <laughs> so you walk about 30 feet. You can take your pieces, and I'll take all this yeah. stuff. Okay, so you walk you walk about thirty feet down a hallway, and you see light at the end of the hallway. Keep going. Okay, so you reach a room filled with light, and you notice you've run out of cave floor. What? The floor looks like it's made of gold. Ooh! You find yourself in a room that is perfectly circular. The walls look like they're made of gold. You notice that the ceiling above you is domed. The ceiling looks like it's made of gold. Um, as you look around, the floor looks like it has, like, there's just, like, lines and things going through it. The back of this circle, in kind of a semicircle, you see that there are carvings on the back. You see... Um, not, not in the center of the room, but kind of like in the back of the room. So we got this semicircle of carved wall in the middle of that semicircle of carved wall is kind of like a, like a pedestal. And then most bizarrely just floating in the room at, at some point, like four feet above the ground is a giant chunk of like clear white crystal, roughly the size of Brimley's head. That has a strange yellow light, like pulsating on the inside, floating four-ish feet above the ground. Can I do an arcana check on that? Absolutely, positively. There we go. That's a twenty-four. It's magic, and I, <laughs> and I want to do divine sense. You okay? 
So you searching for actually um, eh, it doesn't do any it doesn't do anything for us. <laughs> you searching for magic, you feel you feel this like flowing of earth magic. Cool. Like pull that green pulsating, you get this like feeling of earth magic and it it you know, comes and goes as the the yellow light is pulsating. That's my kind of magic. Can Darn tootin'. Brimley speak to like the empty room and be like, Eldeth, are you here? You don't hear anything. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> I mean, we already did. Look at where we are. We're in a gold room. Anything's literally possible now. Um, how high up is the gem? Like the- That's like four feet above the ground. Okay, I'm just gonna go grab it. Okay, so you put your hand on it. Yes. <laughs> you are flung ten feet from the rock. You fly backward. Good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wait, yeah. what else? What else was in here? Uh, the back wall has carvings, and there's a pedestal in the back. I want to check out the back wall. Okay. I'm gonna swing at the rock. Investigation. So in the back, you see these panel. Uh, these um. These carvings on the wall, you see they're roughly broken into four panels. The first panel you get to, um, you see in the kind of the background, it's almost like a map of Etrune. And towards the bottom, you see this just kind of like, you know, rows of soldiers, kind of carved helmets, swords, things like that. And then you see they're kind of on one side facing, uh, facing to the right. And then on the other side, facing to the left, you see four figures. One looks very human. Um, one, the person, the one behind him looks very elven. The third person looks very dwarven. And then the fourth person looks very gnomish. That's the first panel. Um, and the, the first figure, between the first figure, the human and the army, there is kind of the, the carved image of a crown and it's kind of radiating, um, light out of it. The second panel you see is those same rows of soldiers and at the top, that same human wearing the crown, like light radiating off of them, like like they're the sun. And then from these rows and rows and rows of people that are kind of on the carving, and they're, they're below them, you almost see these like wavy carvings kind of reaching up towards this person wearing the crown. And you notice that at the top row of those figures, the the, the people don't have regular faces. They have skulls. The third panel, you see the human with the crown in the middle of the carving, and you see the other three figures. You see the elf, the dwarf, and the gnome, and you see, like, lines radiating from their hands, all focusing onto that central figure. The fourth panel, you see the human figure kind of lying horizontal, the crown off to the side. And the bottom corners, you see the dwarf kind of just like facing away at the very bottom of the panel, the gnome facing away. And you see the elf standing above the horizontal human. And you see from his his upward hands, you see rating out to the four corners of the panels. At the top, you see a image that kind of looks like, I don't know how to say it, not like a tornado, but just kind of like, almost like the atomic symbol, like air spiraling around itself. The bottom right, you see almost like a, 
like a, like a water droplet. The bottom left, so we're moving clockwise around the edge of the panel, the bottom left, you see kind of like almost like a gem or a rock. And then in the top left, you would see almost like a little ball of fire. On each of those four corners where you see those symbols, there's almost these, these like horizontal and vertical bars, um, almost like the bars of a cage kind of over each of them. And so as you've reached this fourth panel, you hear from the doorway, you, you found it. I, I can't believe you found it. And you see Gallon Dan Longleaf uh, in the doorway. Where the hell were you? I, I, I had to keep, I had to keep my distance. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't give away my location. I, I, I would have been a liability to you anyway. You, I can't believe it. And you actually see on his arm the tattoo is actually glowing blue. He kind of walks into the center of the room and he's just like in awe. You can actually like very serious guy. You see tears like running down his face, and he drops to his knees. And he just like puts his arms out and he closes his arm. eyes and he starts to like arm his arm here. Yeah, right? he, puts, he puts his one arm out. He puts his stump out um, and he closes his eyes and he starts to mutter him to himself. And then you see his mouth just stop open and he just stops moving entirely. Huh? Oh, boy. Uh, what's what's going on with stone? It's hanging it's the out. Same thing. Yep. He just stops. Like, he, he's not just, like, holding position. Like, he stopped moving. Yep. Stop moving. Like, doesn't look like Doesn't look like he's breathing. Is he turned to stone? No. Still looks regular. Maybe a little less colorful. Almost, like, more, uh, like, the blacks and the whites and the grays are ex- accented on his body. In fact, it might almost look like the whole room has kind of dimmed a little bit. Oh, boy. Okay, um, whoa, uh, so I am going to do Divine Sense, okay, um, because Divine Sense, it, it lets me know the location of Celestials, Fiends, and Deads, and Undead, I don't know if that will, like, I don't know if for any reason, for role-playing purposes, that will, like, cue me into any just power do it. zone, okay, well, wait, you don't, we just have, don't, the, you yeah, just have just, Divine Sense, yeah, I just do, I just have Divine Sense, it's okay. Not, okay, so I do, so it. you use Divine Sense, you sense a presence. A big one. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Of a celestial. Okay. I'm glad it's not a... <laughs> and, um, and you hear a voice. I, uh, I get down on my knees and put my hands on the ground. Okay. Um, you hear a voice that says... Oh, God, God, that's that's not necessary at all. You don't need to get down on your knees before me. It's it's quite fine. It's quite fine. Windar gets on one knee. (laughs) Windar maybe specifically would really recognize the voice. He he starts getting choked up. And kind of like shuffling in through the doorway, you see this older man. No way! (laughs) (laughs) That was in character. I know. The grumble. He's he's got a he's got a gray beard, not a lot of hair on the top, kind of tattered robes, and you see none other than uh, Aberstall, or perhaps Grayson. Hello, 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 Winda. Just collapsed. <laughs> I was really hoping for a crazy. <laughs> the lightning breath goes out. <laughs> um, <It's> dead. <laughs> and so he says, "He's tuckered out, man." 
I, I don't, don't, don't get, don't get too excited, Winda. I'm not, I'm not exactly as you remember me to be. I, uh, you, you see, you, you only knew Aberstall for, you know, a few weeks, but he was always very close to my heart. So I'm, I'm, I'm not truly him, but we're together now. And so I'm using this memory, this form, to speak to you. What the heck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Brimley, what do you make of my murals? And he gestures to the walls behind you. They're cool, man. Do you do art? Um, Is that a thing you do? Is that a hobby? The monarch ain't no good. He is the monarch, isn't he? What? He's the monarch, isn't he? Who? Aberstall. But no, the guy with the crown. Well, that yeah, that is. But. So, no, so this is this this was show, this this mural was showing the guy with the crown is a really bad dude. But also true. dead. <laughs> that's that's true. So the so he says to you, um, come come let let me show you. And so he kind of saunters over to his uh, the murals. He looks at the first one and he sees the the four figures. There's the one with the crown, the elf, the dwarf, the gnome. And he goes, oh, we were, we were so young, trying to conquer a nation. We thought we, you know, we thought we were invincible just because we were magic. <laughs> uh, Are you the elf? And then he walks over to the next one, and he sees the he sees the the human with the crown, with the wavy lines and the skeletons and things like. And he says, and then that is where my friend went all wrong. <laughs> When um, power can can corrupt, and it was that uh, it was his, his, uh, I don't know what was even two hundred years into his reign that me and my friends realized that that he had gone truly gone farther with magic than anyone had ever gone before. He, he claimed his magic was connected to the land. Ah, oh, what a fool we were! He was siphoning the magic from the land, from the people itself. Do you know what happens to Etrunians when they die? No. No. They go to him. And so, and then he moves on to the third one. And and then I took everything we had, everything we had, but we brought down our fool of a friend, the one who named himself the Monarch. And then he walks over to the fourth one and says, but, I mean, his, his mind and his spirit, I don't know that they could ever be bound, but his power we bound. And we bound them in four places. Separate them as best as we could. At the most primal of levels. And, uh, you know, you, you hopefully, you know, get the sense of the uh, elements and everything like that. And, uh, but, it's been many years since those bonds were forged. And I fear that they're coming loose. And I fear that the monarch is attempting to break free. And I fear that if he's not stopped... It will reap the destruction of the entire land. And he kind of like walks over back to Galandan too. You are the elf! <laughs> in, in another life, little gnome, in another life. I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> so proud of himself. I high five, Brimley. Um, so, when he was saying that the monarch was siphoning his power from the land, because... Mm-hmm. Um, you made Korath make a decision on his stance on the immortality of the Twelve. Sure. And he's really mad now. <laughs> I see. <laughs> his, 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 like, that, like, kind of, like, craggly 
Uh-huh. Stuff like his hands are glowing with that right now. Oh. <laughs> Do you have something to make that really work? No. Just, okay. I'll, I'll let it slide this one time. <laughs> it's just right. pure emotion. I got it. <laughs> I, I still have a question then. Yes. That's the monarchy. Just, just so you know, and I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I suppose I am a betrayer. That's what they, that's what they call me. Um, I, I was always known as the mage, but my real name is. And you hear this like high pitch screech as he like mouths his name, and you all like you have to cover your ears as this screech emanates out of him, and then it goes away. And, says, and that's what they. And that's what I was called in my <laughs> life. I'm gonna stick to Grayson. Like 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 um. Roll me roll me like a religion check, just so I can. I can say this following the rules. 15. 18. Doesn't matter, what? 13. Would history count that too? So anything higher than 15, now it's really religion. It's okay. it's like, it's almost like you're so small to him that like hearing what his real name is, like if you, like, like you hearing that screech is the best you could do. Like hearing, like feeling overwhelming pain at the sound of his name is like the best your mortal minds could, so, could, could handle. Better than a 15, you said? Anything better than a 15. You would, you would understand that that's why that happened. So yes. because Brimley would know that, um, when he sees that he's about to say his name, mm-hmm. Brimley's going to put his fingers in his ears and go, la, 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 la. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Uh, yes, that's, that's what they called me. Uh, I don't, uh, I can't, I can't ask you to do this. I can't. But I, I don't, I don't know who else. Uh, Galandan here, and he gestures, and Galandan is still <laughs> frozen in place. Um, <laughs> uh, Galandan here, he's, he's tried to hear my voice for centuries now, and I, I, I he just can't. Um, when uh, when I release him from this, uh, he has something. I would like I would I would like you to return it to my altar, and he gestures to the altar. Um, do you have any Do you have any questions for me before I go? I won't be too far away. What are the twelve hands of the monarchy? Are they serving an oppressive force, or are they uh, just confused? I don't I don't believe that. There are you know what? There is some. On the twelve hands of the monarchy, who are probably evil, to be honest. <laughs> but many of them, many of them don't understand. They they wouldn't. They would choose to. Uh, they, they would never even doubt their king, and I don't fault them for that. There are some that are evil. I think you'll meet one of them fairly soon. Is one of them? What, what was her name again? Dira. Is Dira evil? Ah, dear. She's confused. She always has been. She's known as the Monarch's Fury. She, she would do anything believing that she's serving her god. And I, and I do appreciate that. I don't know about her. I think she could be redeemed still. Excellent. And he winks at you. <laughs> you I go out there for her, buddy. <laughs> I won't let you down. I go, I go on one knee. You know, what of what of well, I'm just I'm humbled by I got it. by Aristotle. I'm overtaken with emotion. What of the shield surfing mage that Aegisar? Ah, uh, Aegisar is what is again. He's one of those. He, I think he's one of the good ones. He, I, I believe 
that he would do anything, especially for the princes. The king and him have had their spats over the years, but it's the princes I know that he would protect with his life. I'd like to... You got, uh, like, one more question. I'd like to to ask this one secretly. Okay. I'm going to cast a message. Okay. Steve, cover yours. Um, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know his name. So I, the mage. The call mage. Him the mage. I, I must, call him Aberstall. I must know. Um, do you know the the locations of people within this land? Uh, I might. Um, I am an elf. I, I, know, I know where some people are. I, I'm looking for a specific elf. Ah, what and is that name? His his name is Calthanos Valinar. Oh, and he's in this land. He is. Let me see. That is what legend. Let enough. me think. And his like irises and his pupils, they kind of vibrate a little bit, and then they like disappear. So he's got like all white eyes, and they just kind of then they kind of vibrate back. Um, uh, I, I believe, I could be wrong, I believe the one you're looking for is in the northern wood. Thank you. I'll let what you ask, I'll let you ask one more question. Because I'm a nice DM. What is this stone? What do you think this stone is, Korath? And he fades from existence, and time kind of snaps in, and you hear, and then, and, you know, Galandin comes back in, and you hear him, like, muttering his breath, like, oh, mage, you know, like, oh, like, I... Be in your sanctum, you know, and it's all stuff. It's the earth. Yo, uh, elf guy! Do you have anything that would fit on that altar over there? Uh, but, what? How did you, <laughs> how did you get over here? Because <laughs> when we walked in, you were, like, in the far back. <laughs> Wait, did he actually freeze, or did we just, get, like, step between moments in time? A little bit. That's way cooler if he just if he didn't freeze and we step between moments in time. It's kind of a combination of both. Yeah. Okay, fine. Semantics is, you know. Yeah. Well, you close your eyes there for a second. We can move. <laughs> um, we, like, froze, and then we saw Aberstall. Do you... Oh, I wasn't going to tell him that. You... Oh, sorry. Oh, that's what he's doing. I mean, he's loyal. You might want to tell him that. What? I, mean, I feel like he would feel bad he's about still himself. Got tears in his, he's still got tears <laughs> in his face. What? What? What do, you, what do you mean? Come with us to the altar. But I, I, I don't, I don't. And he's getting up. I don't understand. Haberstall, I'm. But this is the. Ah, hmm. And he, you know, I guess you make it to the altar. Put your arm on the altar. <laughs> <laughs> both hands, both hands. No, the severed arm. I want the severed arm on the altar. Oh. No. Oh. I guess the helmet. The hell? Oh, you beat me to it. Oh. You can go ahead. Is there is there any like indent in in the altar? Or is it just like a flat? No, it's just like a just like a pedestal. Okay. Um. So you you know a lot about this stuff. Do you like this legend say anything should be here that maybe you have? <laughs> so blunt, I love it. <laughs> um. They, they, our order did did not know where this sanctum was. Um, the village of Lorne is. Supposedly, where the great mage himself was actually born. Um, and Aberstall spent his twilight... What? I'm sorry. <laughs> Aberstall... I, but when we first came to Lorne, I had this thing in my head where I was like, Who's born in Lorne? <laughs> <laughs> and so he the continues. Mage the mage is born in Lorne. He continues. Um, Aberstall spent his, his twilight years 
uh, searching for this place. This is the, the supposedly the place where the great mage can the most easily communicate with mankind. I, um, my my predecessors as uh, guardians of our order have, have passed down uh, many uh, relics that apparently belonged to the great mage. Uh, this uh, my his spear, which I don't have with me. Uh, <laughs> but I, I suppose this. And he holds out his helmet. That'll do. And he he's gonna grab the helmet and just like turn around and put it on the thing. Okay. And so you put the helmet on the pedestal, and it glows gold. It liquefies. Sorry about your helmet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and it forms a a like golden circlet. That on the front has like two smaller golden antlers kind of coming out of it. And yeah, that's what it does. Who's super oh you're you're an alpha, you're like a fighter. That's, I don't know. I mean, I'm intelligent. Yeah, well, I was thinking of like who could put it on to like see what it does. I'm also like a wizardy kind of guy. Yeah, you got you got things. Do you wanna try putting I mean, it on? You always have some amount of magic. Yeah. Well so I am. What do we have to do? Do we have to be like proficient in some kind of item to no, put it just, on? Just try it. Try it. All right. Then I will take. I'd rather you just do things, and I'll tell you if they work, um, rather than I tell you ahead oh, of time if enough. it's going to work. Uh, you know what I mean? I will take it, and I will put it on. All right. So, what you see as the golden circle is hitting Lorthmar's head, you hear a voice. The four of you hear it. Galandan doesn't hear it. I don't know how you know that. I don't know if you what you see in him, but you don't hear it. You know that. Um, and you hear Aristotle's voice saying, um, I was hoping it was going to be you. And then all four of your eyes kind of like open wider and you see golden lines on the floor. You see now that they are it's roughly the shape of a map of Etrune. And then above a certain point on the map is that floating crystal the pulsating yellow, and then threads of gold light going down and touching down on a particular spot on the map. We cool. take out the map, and we draw it on there so we have it for later. That's a good idea. Whoa. And Galandan looks at you and is like, do you, do you feel any different? To you? Say something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Do any of us feel different? <laughs> <laughs> what is different, really? I, 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 I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> I said, jog your memory, Galandan. <laughs> what? He like he like takes a step back from you. <laughs> he thinks you're weird, and he, and he furls his brow. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't understand what's going on. And he and he puts his hand on his like his butt, <laughs> like he puts like he goes to grab something from his pouch. Calm down. What uh, what do you got there, little man? We have a um, um what what a, a map is being revealed to us. What what you don't see it? No, why why why? And he drops to his knees. Why why can't I see it? I don't know. Uh, dude, oh, but he's crying. Will somebody do something? I don't lie. Oh. I'm not gonna lie to a guy. Hey, you're 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 good at like making people feel.
feel better about themselves and stuff? Do you want to uh, play him a song? Give him a little uh, freestyle? Oh dear. What? What? What is? What did? What did the map reveal? It showed us a map of Etrun. However, that big floating orb of oh my gosh over there <laughs> marked the spot. And what I'm guessing, what we're all guessing, including you, is we should go there. We're all included in this. What? What do we need to do? And that's where we'll pick up next time. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. Where will the adventurers go next? Are they ready to deal with powers larger than theirs? Then what does Aegisar know about all this? While you're waiting, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GunnaHurtDnd. And feel free to email any comments or questions to thisisgonnahurtinfo at gmail.com. <laughs>